Three, two, one. How the hell's everybody doing today? Uh, I'm back. And we're back with doing the little mini series. We're not done yet. We got three episodes left. And today I'm going to play two episodes for you guys. Oh, it's exciting, 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 exciting to jump into it and play the two episodes for you guys. Um, it's such an exciting little series and it's something that I was super interested in because it's kind of like a conspiracy. Uh, it's kind of conspiracy, kind of not, it, it, but everything kind of makes sense, which is a little weird because it's like everything's making sense and you're like, man, I don't want to believe in conspiracy stuff, but it's super, super interesting. And again, it's just something that I want to play for you guys. So we are going to jump into this and we're going to jump into part eight. So let's go ahead and ba-boom. There we go, folks. Beyond King and Kings and Queens. Beyond Kings and Queens, part eight. Part eight. Now, for everybody listening at home, okay, for everybody, for everybody that's listening uh, on iTunes or Spotify, um, some of you will have to go to YouTube and search up Nate and Friends to see the whole video and actually get the whole scope of everything that's going on. Um, everybody that that uh, has subscribed and watched this, I highly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, and uh, thanks everyone for having an open mind. Let's go ahead, jump into this, and get started. The more I studied the hidden side of the European royal families, the further I fell down the rabbit hole until I stumbled upon something extremely dark. I will spare you the gruesome details. They are too horrific, too sickening. I urge you to do your own research. Google the names you're about to hear, read and listen for yourself and make up your own mind. This is where Pizzagate returns to the story. Pizzagate is not just an American problem, it's a global problem. Let's get down to the real definition of Pizzagate. Worldwide, children are stolen and sold to elite pedophile rings. They are tortured, raped and murdered as part of satanic ritual ceremonies. The murderers then drink the children's blood and they eat their flesh. The blood of children who were severely traumatized before they died contains adrenochrome, a natural drug produced by the pineal gland in the brain. Adrenochrome is the highest value drug in the world. The god these people serve is Satan. It's not a god of love and mercy. Whether or not you believe in the existence of Satan is not relevant. They do. And according to each and every eyewitness who has the guts to step forward, Pizzagate is real. Remember Mel Gibson's statements? He was ousted for not wanting to participate. He witnessed it though, and he is one of the very few who dares to speak about it. Personally, I think it's a miracle that he's still alive. Adrenochrome is real. It is the ultimate drug. This is what you look like when you take it, and this is when you no longer have access to it, thanks to President Trump. There was not as much time between these photos as you may think. Not many children survive the satanic ritual ceremonies. The very few ones that do were not meant to be killed. They were there to sexually serve the elite. Royalty, sheikhs, top politicians, bankers, judges, church leaders, worldwide. 
most survivors were born into satanic cult families. When you study all of the survivors' accounts, you will see they have a lot in common. The same description of the atrocity afflicted upon them, the same names of perpetrators and the same elite they belong to. The problem, however, is that these survivors are not believed by most people. It's easier to assume that they're insane or attention seekers than to face the horrible truth. Furthermore, not many survivors dare to step forward. They are simply too traumatized. I spent countless hours listening to their horrifying accounts. I read police reports and I am convinced these people are not crazy. They are not attention seekers nor liars. Their stories are consistent. Please do your own research and find out about the following victims and or eyewitnesses. The Dutch Annemarie van Blijenburg. Toos Nijenhuis. Anneke Lucas. And Ronald Bernard. The Irishman Richard Kerr. Brother and sister Gabriel and Elisa Dearman from the UK. The American Sarah Ruth Ashcroft. And the Australian Fiona Bonnet. Whenever a child sex offender was arrested in the Netherlands and its neighboring Belgium, think Mark Dutroux, Roberts Mickelsons, they all swore they were supplying children for a large elite network. They were not believed. They were presented to the public as lone wolves operating on their own. Most viewers will now once again experience some more cognitive dissonance but hey, remember when the first reports emerged about the sexual abuse of boys and girls by Catholic priests and nuns? At first, nobody believed it. People were too shocked to handle it. But now, so many years later, it is common knowledge to most people. The church paid millions of dollars to its victims in an effort to silence them. We now have the evidence. We have numbers, statistics. People have grown used to the idea that priests, bishops and cardinals rape children on an enormous scale. And if you think the popes wash their hands in innocence, you're in for a big shock. Now I realize that satanic cult offerings of babies and children is a step further than sexual abuse. But I can assure you that more and more victims will soon speak up. And step by step, people can work their way through their cognitive dissonance so that soon we'll be able to save these children. Where do these children come from? How come they can simply disappear without a trace? Without worried parents who report them missing? They come from orphanages, children's homes, youth detention centers, some are homeless. Many are refugees fleeing wars. These children are stolen, sold. We're talking the fastest growing trade here. According to the survivors, not only the Dutch, but also the British royal family are heavily involved in all of this. Back in the 1980s, a major controversy arose when it became clear that Prince Charles was a very close friend of Jimmy Savile a notorious pedophile. Not only Charles, the entire royal family loved Savile, as did Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Savile was named by many victims and was said to have been extremely violent and cruel. 
he was never prosecuted and died a free man. Then there's the interesting close friendship between Prince Andrew and convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein held several young women as sex slaves, hiring them to his elite friends such as Prince Andrew. The royal family has always denied the allegations. And there's more. In 2015, a video emerged, shot by a Swedish tourist at Buckingham Palace. It shows a naked boy climbing out of a window of the palace using a bedsheet. The boy cannot hold on and falls to the ground. The mainstream media tried their utmost best to debunk the video. Buckingham Palace declined to comment on the video and the Metropolitan Police said they had no reports of the incident. Now, I don't know what it is with the royal family, but something's definitely weird. Have a look at Prince William's wife, Kate, right after giving birth in 2018. Why on earth would she pick a dress that is identical to the one in the horror movie Rosemary's Baby, where Rosemary gives birth to Satan's child? What kind of an insane coincidence is that? According to the satanic ritual abuse survivors, the popes too were and are heavily involved. Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, like I said, they do not wash their hands in innocence. On the contrary, both Pope Francis and the Dutch Prince Bernhard loved hunting parties, according to the survivors. Once again, I will do you the great favor of sparing you the disgusting details, but it boils down to this. The hunting parties took place in secret in forests, most of which belonged to royal estates in several European countries. The participants, all part of the before-mentioned elite satanic pedophile cult, would hunt down children, rape them, murder them, and cut off their genitals as a trophy. In February 2013, former Pope Benedict Joseph Ratzinger was prosecuted and sentenced by default for crimes against humanity by the International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State. Ratzinger's crimes included child trafficking and protecting priests who had raped children. Is this why he stepped down, even though being a Pope is a nomination for life? Interesting little detail is that lightning struck St. Peter's twice, only moments after his resignation. The same verdict followed for Pope Francis. One accusation was added, complicity in murder in Argentina. Others who were also prosecuted and sentenced for crimes against humanity were the British Queen Elizabeth Windsor and her husband Prince Philip, former Canadian Prime Minister Harper and 27 other dignitaries. Whether or not this will lead to arrests, time will tell. For now, both the Pope and the royal family enjoy immunity. The International Tribunal into Crimes of Church and State extensively investigated the case of the rape, torture and murder of 50,000 native children in Canada. The United Church of Canada, the Anglican Church and the British royal family played a major role in this case, as did the Dutch royal family who fled to Canada to be safe from World War II. 
as far back as 1942, an investigative journalist of the Canada Gazette thoroughly studied the case and came to the shocking conclusion that 50,000 native children had disappeared from 80 Canadian Indian residential schools and that 31 mass grave sites have been found inside the school grounds containing the remains of children. Now, as shocking as this may be, it is nothing new. On a regular basis, mass baby and children's graves are discovered, often near nunneries. In some cases, we don't know exactly what happened. In other cases, we do know, due to forensic evidence and the eyewitness accounts of survivors. Mel Gibson was right when he said that satanic cults with child sacrifices are nothing new. It goes way back into history. For thousands of years, children have been murdered to please Satan, Lucifer, Baal, Moloch, or whatever you want to call him. I have found many paintings of child sacrifice in Catholic churches during my own research. It's part of human history, but that doesn't mean it's okay. We all know about the Aztecs and the human sacrifices, and we can deal with that for it's old. But until recently, I was not aware of any of this. I'd never heard about Pizzagate and satanic Luciferian cults with child sacrifice. I thought it belonged to the past, to the Dark Ages. Well, I guess we're still living in the Dark Ages. All of the satanic cults are connected worldwide. People at the highest level are only at the highest level because they participate. And once you're in, you're in for life through blackmail with pictures and video footage taken in secret. And some don't even need blackmail. They simply thrive on the pain and suffering of others. Some names have been named. Others will follow soon. The people will be shocked to the core when this comes out. Let me give you one piece of advice. When the video of Hillary Clinton and her right hand Huma Abedin raping, torturing, mutilating and killing a little girl comes out in the open, do not watch it. You will not sleep again. There are certain things I will not share with you here, simply because they are too horrific. Like this shower torture of a child by John Podesta. Search and find it for yourself if you like. I wish to wake people up, not traumatize them. The same goes for the red shoes. You want to know what they're made of? Do your own research. I'll give you a small hint. The tradition of red shoes for the elite goes all the way back to the Byzantine tradition when kings would wear them as symbols of bloody martyrdom. The video, by the way, was found on the confiscated laptop of Anthony Weiner, the ex-husband of Huma Abedin. It was stored together with thousands of other files in a folder called Life Insurance. Talk about blackmail. Wiener, by the way, was sentenced to serve 21 months in prison for sending sexual texts to a minor back in 2017. Oh, and the good news is, Wiener's laptop has officially been accepted in court as evidence. I can assure you, we'll be hearing a lot more about its contents very soon. Now, what happens when you try to make any of this public? Either your TV career ends right there and then, or you get a heart attack. 
or your plane crashes. Or you end up dead in a hotel room. found with a bullet in your back or you commit suicide. And guess what? I haven't even shown you the real top of the pyramid of power yet. Just the visible top. Did you think the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, George Soros, the government leaders, even the royal families. Did you think they are the top of the 1%? They are not. There is a very dark order above them all, making puppets of everybody else, even of kings and queens. Ever heard of the Jesuit order? Did you know that there are three popes instead of one? Ever heard of Agenda 21? Of its sequel? The depopulation program? This is so big, it does not fit in this first documentary. It will form a film of its own, which I promise to present in the very near future. What I wish to give you now is hope. After all of this misery, it's time for some light. And the good news is, there is plenty of that. Come with me, finally, to the good news in part 9 and 10. Okay, so like I said, um, keep 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 an open mind. Um, you know, I, I think you have to keep an open mind as to <laughs> this uh, this this sort of thing because you can't. Hello, you're looking at Max. Um, sorry guys, I'm trying to get number nine here for you guys. <sighs> But it doesn't want to let me. <clears throat> does not want to let me get uh, number nine. So, okay. So I'm gonna pull up number nine for you guys. Sorry, we're gonna get number nine going. So let's get that pulled up. All right. Here's number nine for you guys. And remember, keep an open mind, and um. Just have an open mind about all this stuff. You got to have an open mind about things, whether it be politics or whether it be stuff like this. You have to have an open mind uh, with the world that we live in. So let's go ahead and jump into episode number nine, the dawn of a new world. When Q arose on October 28, 2017, little did we know that a new era had started. Something big, something massive started unfolding before our very eyes, but most people remained completely in the dark. Through the cue drops, hints, clues and questions were planted like seeds, waiting for humanity to be picked up, researched and unraveled. Bit by bit, we, the people, woke up. Using other means than the mainstream media, the QAnon started communicating with each other through Facebook, Twitter and other social media. The same social media that was set up by the Cabal to monitor the people 24-7 
were now used to find each other and to spread news and findings. There was no stopping us anymore. People in France went out into the streets in yellow vests, showing President Macron that they no longer complied. What started off with small groups evolved into mass protests. For over a year now, tens of thousands of people have been gathering every Saturday. Not just in France, but in Spain, Germany, the Netherlands, Sweden, Bulgaria, Turkey, Poland, Hungary, Taiwan, Australia, Iraq, Israel. The mainstream media tried to make people believe it was just a fading phenomenon, but the people saw through their lies. George Soros then intervened in his own special way. He paid his people to mingle with the yellow vests and start riots. The ever successful way to discredit a group of protesters with peaceful intentions, make them look like vandals and aggressors. Soros's rats attacked the police. But this strategy didn't work either. His rats were not very smart. They forgot to put on yellow vests, and in the heat of the fight, they shouted, Paris, Paris, Antifa. Then they forgot who they were supposed to attack, so they went for the yellow vests as well. Macron got scared. He told the French police to strike down the protests with all means necessary. But the police officers took off their helmets in solidarity with the yellow vests. What else could the cabal do? Use extreme violence. Army forces were deployed. Snipers were put on rooftops to shoot at the yellow vests if necessary. Thousands of people got injured. People died. France is in the middle of a civil war, but the mainstream media remains silent. 23 yellow vests have died for believing in a better world. South America too shows massive protests, where people demand their corrupt governments to step down. The world is experiencing the biggest revolution ever. The worst nightmare of the cabal has come true. The people have woken up. And contrary to other revolutions that humanity went through in the past, this revolution is one of knowledge, understanding of how things are run by the elite and the willingness to work together to create a better world. A revolution of the people can only work when there is help at the top. That help was never there in the past, but now there is. That is what makes this revolution different. We have an ally at the top, an ally that we refer to as Q. Q is a group of people, not an individual. The intel Q provides is top level. I believe Q comprises of Donald J. Trump, and some of his most loyal army generals. Without the help of the army top, the plan that is unfolding would never stand a chance. But there's more to Q than meets the eye. I am convinced there are some secret components that will be revealed soon. President Trump and the entire Q team are working out a plan 
that has been in the making for the past 20 years. A plan so all-encompassing, it took this long to calculate every step, every move to perfection. Every possible outcome of each and every step was thoroughly mapped out, leading to the next optimal move. We're talking probability calculation at the highest level. How do we know? Because Q made predictions of events that we, the people, could never have foreseen. President Trump gave clues in his speeches that pointed to events that were about to unfold, but most people didn't even notice them. The mainstream media made fun of them, but the QAnons recognized them and realized just how brilliant Q really was. Let me give you a few examples. In the middle of a press conference in November 2017, Trump stopped a few times to take a sip of water from a small plastic bottle. It seemed weird, completely overdone. He repeated this a month later in the middle of a talk about national security. He held the glass with two hands like a child. The mainstream media went hysterical, claiming the president was either retarded or suffering from some degenerative disease. The Yunons, however, knew immediately that he was pointing out something. The water bottle contained Fiji water. Fiji water is bottled on the Isle of Wakanda. In 1973, Wakanda was bought by a Canadian businessman, David Gilmore. In 1996, he founded Fiji Waters. In 2016, Claire Bronfman, heiress to the multi-billion dollar Seagram liquor fortune, bought 80% of Wakanda from Gilmore and financed the setup of Nexium on the island. Exactly, the sex cult run by Keith Renier, who branded his initial into the women that he kept on the island as sex slaves, who were lured in by sweet face Alison Mack, the Smallville actress. The ball started rolling, arrests were made, and in April 2019, Renier was found guilty on all charges, including racketeering and sex trafficking. Some of his victims were minors. Claire Bronfman and her sister Sarah pleaded guilty on all charges, as did Alison Mack. More incriminating things will come to the service soon. Nexium donated a large amount of money to the Clinton Foundation. Claire Bronfman was CEO of a company called Bronfman Rothschild, as was Evelyn Rothschild and his wife Lynn. Remember them from the previous episodes? Isn't it fascinating how the same key players keep popping up? There's one more disturbing thing about this case, which involves the Dalai Lama. In May 2009, the Bronfman sisters organized an event with the Dalai Lama in Albany. There was a lot of criticism towards the Dalai Lama. How could he connect his good name with a sex cult? But he decided to go anyway. Ten days after the event, the Dalai Lama Trust was founded. According to its tax filings, the Trust received $2.2 million in donations in its first year. Was the Dalai Lama bought to connect himself to Nexium? According to an Inside Nexium member, this was indeed the case. The Dalai Lama's office and the Bronfman sisters denied the allegation. Now that this has come out into the open, it would be nice if the Dalai Lama would at least explain why he went along with a sex cult or apologize. 
but instead he blames Trump on ethical behavior. Now, why was the Fiji case so important? Nexium will soon turn out to be just a small fish compared to what's coming. Think crimes against children, sex trafficking, and satanic child sacrifice. Think big names like the Clintons, the Obamas, and the Podestas. What Trump did was he started off with a case important enough to be presented to the people, but small enough not to completely shock them. He chose Nexium to let the public get used to the major offenses that are about to be revealed. This is what we call red-pilling the people, a term coined in the movie The Matrix. Do you want the blue pill or the red pill? If you choose the red pill, you will be shown the truth and there's no way back. Here's another example of Trump's brilliant strategy. In June 2017, Melania boarded the presidential plane on her way to visit a youth detention center with Mexican migrant children who had been separated from their parents. She wore a coat with the text, I really don't care, do you? It was a strange choice, for the coat wasn't fashionable at all and the text was quite provocative, to say the least. Once again, the mainstream media went into a frenzy, but the QAnons knew the Trumps were giving yet another clue. The coat turned out to be a Zara product. An investigation made clear that Zara made use of slave labor. As a result, Armancio Ortega, founder and CEO of Zara, resigned six months after Melania's action. Yet another clue that was being given by Melania was the fact that these children were not separated from their parents, but saved from child traffickers. More than eight and a half thousand CEOs resigned over the last two years, many for unclear reasons, just like Hugh had predicted. Was Trump indeed draining the swamp like he had promised? One of Q's crumbs that was repeated several times was, we have the server. It quite clearly referred to Hillary Clinton's server, the one she tried so hard to destroy before it would be used against her in a court of law. But how did the Q team lay their hands on it? The clue was given in Helsinki, Finland, when Trump met Vladimir Putin on July 16, 2018. Trump openly asked the audience, where is the server? Where are the servers? They are missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary's emails? 33,000 emails. They're gone. Just gone. I think it's a disgrace. Remember the scene with the soccer ball? Putin handed Trump the ball and said, the ball is now in your court. Trump took the ball and said, this will go to my son, Baron. He then threw the ball to Melania. What was so special about the ball? Why the big smiles and the twinkling in their eyes? What was going on here? And why did Melania post a tweet with this picture later that year? Many QAnons agree on the theory that the content of the service was inside that soccer ball, containing enough incriminating evidence to put a lot of people in Washington DC behind bars for life. Try evidence for the Uranium One scandal, where Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State and with knowledge and approval of President Obama, 
gave Russia control of 20% of America's uranium by approving the Rosatom deal. The Russian company Rosatom had bought the Canadian company Uranium One in 2010, three years after the latter had purchased Eurasia, owned by Frank Justra, our friend with a pedophile logo from part four. Remember? Justra had officially stepped down after the purchase, so why did he donate $145 million to the Clinton Foundation right after the Rosatom deal was signed? Why on earth was he too embraced by the Dalai Lama? Why the hell did he get the Dalai Lama Humanitarian Award when he is involved up to his ears in child trafficking? Why did Bill Clinton receive $500,000 for a talk in Moscow right after the Rosatom deal was announced? Do you know what we're looking at here? Bribery, corruption, pay to play, money laundering and high treason. This was the real Russian collusion. Oh, by the way, why did Trump say the soccer ball was going to his son Barron? According to insiders, Barron is extremely intelligent with an IQ of 146. He is said to be incredible with computers, especially when it comes to hacking, cracking codes, passwords, etc. Bearing this in mind, I so understand the facial expressions that one fine day in Helsinki. Soon, very soon, there will be arrests, mass arrests. Everything has been laid out, 20 years of preparations. The CIA, FBI, DOJ, NSA, every three-letter agency has been cleared of deep state actors. How can you make arrests when the agencies are corrupted? You cannot. That's why Comey, McCabe, Brennan and other key players had to go. That's why some of them suddenly stepped down while others were fired. The stage has been set. The world will be in for a major shock. How on earth are people going to respond when it becomes clear that Obama, Pelosi, Schumer, Feinstein, Strzok, Page, the Clintons, that they all tried everything they could possibly think of to impeach the president of the US? We will soon see that it went much further than just spying. It went as far as organized murder attempts. The cabal, the deep state, tried to assassinate the president of the United States on multiple occasions. They tried to force Trump to go to war with North Korea, but after annihilating the cabal strongholds there, he brought peace. They now try to force him to go to war with Iran, but I can assure you he will do the exact same thing. Annihilate the cabal strongholds first, and then bring peace. Q said it would happen this way. First Korea, then Iran, Israel last. Then there is Obama's high treason. Everything you were told about him by the mainstream media will soon turn out to be false, falsified on purpose. Soon we will be presented with hard evidence concerning his birth certificate, his ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, the extremist party behind ISIS. Pictures such as these will start to service. 
Obama and the Clintons integrated the Muslim Brotherhood in the American government at the highest level. Remember Huma Abedin, Hillary's right hand? Her parents were directly connected to the Muslim Brotherhood, as is her brother. Where do you think that leaves her? Remember John McCain? What was he doing in Iraq with the ISIS top four? Why did Trump say they caught the five most wanted ISIS leaders? Not four, five. Did you notice something weird about the flag on his coffin? It was wrinkled. Only traitors get wrinkled flags. It was a code. High treason, death penalty. Did you really believe he died of cancer? Do you still believe Osama bin Laden was the enemy? That he was responsible for 9-11? That he set up Al-Qaeda? Uh-uh. He was a CIA agent before he became the enemy. His American name was Tim Osman. Osama Osman. Did you hear about Team Six, the Navy SEALs who killed him? They all died three months later when the helicopter crashed. No eyewitnesses who might once tell the tale of what really happened. We've been lied to on a scale we cannot fathom just yet. History books will have to be rewritten. America was sold to the highest bidder by Obama, the Clintons and the Bushes. Do you realize the state of shock people are going to be in when the truth finally hits the surface? Do you understand why Guantanamo Bay has been fully upgraded and expanded? Do you have any idea how many sealed indictments there are waiting for the perfect moment to be unsealed so that arrests can be made? More than 100,000. Many will be prosecuted for treason, some for high treason. High treason means capital punishment, death penalty. There will be chaos and shock, but there will be guidance from totally unexpected mystery guests. This moment in time is one that will make history, one that is unprecedented in the history of mankind. Do you think I'm exaggerating? Find out in our final part, number 10. Okay, well, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely interesting for sure to think about all these different things. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel about the whole thing. Um, but like I said, you know, I think you got to keep an open mind. I think you have to keep an open mind um, with everything. So you have to keep an open mind with politics. You have to keep an open mind about the coronavirus and everything that's happening right now. You know, you have to keep an open mind about all these things. You have to keep an open mind about life and that sometimes people in life are just bad people. They're just not good people. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, you, you just you simply have to keep an open mind. You just simply have to keep an open mind about uh, kind of the little series and, and what I was showing here. And um, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, and I hope it I hope it makes you guys think. You know, I hope it makes you guys think about maybe the world, maybe the America, maybe certain people aren't who they really say they are, 
and maybe it gives you a different perspective. Maybe it has you go out and do your own research. Like I've been saying for a long time, do your own research on the coronavirus, on anything. Just do your own research. I appreciate you guys all for watching, and episode 10 will be out in two days. Thank you guys for watching Nate and Friends. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, head over to YouTube, search up Nate and Friends, like, subscribe, ring that bell. I'm always putting out interesting content. So again, thank you guys. I really appreciate it, and I hope you guys all enjoyed.